Hi everybody, this is your Dungeon Master Keisha talking, and it's been a long time. In fact, it's been almost six months since we talked to you guys last. And I know what you're thinking, what the hell? So for those of you that have not followed on Twitter, and I don't blame you for not following because we haven't been active on Twitter either. I am the person that edits our show and my computer stopped running the software that runs the show. And on top of that, I my computer wasn't running properly. So it took a really long time to be able to afford to fix it. And so I finally got it fixed. And we would love to apologize for it taking so long for us to put out this episode. So this episode was recorded back in November and we recorded consistently since not being able to edit with every intention to come back to you guys. So for those of you that have stuck with us and are excited about us releasing new episodes, this is Gal Chat number two. This will cover chapter two, which we finished right before we were unable to post any more stuff. Coming up next week should be episode 11, the beginning of chapter 3, which is a very dark art and talks about some very uncomfortable topics. And there will be episode warnings in the descriptions in episodes to come. On top of all of the issues that we've been having, we are currently trying to figure out whether we should release our Christmas bonus episode. We had a whole Christmas special that we couldn't edit and we never got to release it. So please let us know if you'd like us to release that regardless of it not being Christmas. And I will get to work on that and release that for you when I can. But if you guys would prefer us to wait till Christmas, we can release it at Christmas time as well. As for uh, shows like our mini series with Labyrinth, we're not sure we're going to be able to finish that mini series immediately. We're going to have to probably move on because, well, Jackie is a few days away from giving birth at the time of recording this intro for you. So Jackie will not be able to host any Labyrinth episodes for us. And as for Myers Manor, we didn't have any chance to record that either. So we're going to come up with a whole new miniseries and we're going to be looking for friends to join us on that adventure. And we will keep you all posted about the new miniseries happening in the Patreon. For those of you that have been loyal patrons throughout all of this, thank you so much for all of your support and we really do appreciate it. As for those of you coming on, just know that if you are a patron, we are going to be releasing more content very shortly. We kept recording After Hours series for you. And we have those Confessions of a Dungeon Master to release as well still. So I have a lot of editing ahead of me and we'll keep you updated about when those can be uh, expected when they're posted. Because the ad break, I guess, is happening at the beginning of this episode, you don't have to worry about it pausing in the middle because this is the this is the only spiel. I felt like you guys deserved a little bit of an explanation at the beginning of the episode, and I just wanted to say hi. I've missed you guys. You guys are great. I look forward to continuing to do this podcast now with gear that actually works. So thank you again for sticking with us, and I hope you enjoy chapter three. Grab some tissues, cause I'm gonna rip your hearts out. I mean, I already did it to the girls so hard that we had to stop the podcast so that we could cry. But I'm not gonna tell you which episode. You guys can try and guess which ones that is as I keep ripping out hearts. Anyways, thanks, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.
everybody, welcome back to Gal Chat, where your favorite Throne of Dice ladies, your only Throne of Dice ladies, are here to talk about things about the show and get wasty pants. Except not today. We're gonna try it the sober way today. I know that's not as fun, but some of us gotta work tomorrow, and some of us are uh, too poor for booze. So <laughs> we'll do booze next time. So this is the show where you guys ask us questions and tell us your theories about the show, and we respond to them and we converse about it and we give you some answers that you might be having questions to have we answer your questions so that you can figure out man i didn't even need booze for this <laughs> i don't know what words are anymore okay i think you guys get the gist i'm gonna start right into the questions from relic at relic of the past a podcast friend of ours on twitter they asked us how has covid affect your production well yes yes <laughs> so recently if you've been following along you might have noticed that we decided to become a network recently with uh, our friends justin and sam and a few others that will be mentioned in Poison Dice, and you'll get to see them in our Christmas special. Yes, spoiler alert, we have a Christmas special coming, done by our lovely best odd bell person, Jenna. That's me. Yeah. That's me. She's put a lot of effort into this one-off, and it's going to be real, real exciting. Oh, man. A lot of effort is, is over. Oh, man. I can't even think of the word. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Excited. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. As for COVID, we've had to delay the release of Poison Dice, our new D&D podcast with Justin as our Dungeon Master. You might have, you might recognize him. He was the former Dungeon Master for Nothing But Dice. And it also includes our other editor, Sam. And we've had to postpone it because Justin got COVID and a few other people have gotten sick over the last little bit. So that's delayed production a little bit. For this podcast, it's delayed the release of Labyrinth, episode three. So if you've been patiently waiting for that to come out, we apologize apologize. We're trying to get that out to you. We just wanted to figure out what's happening with episode four before we did episode three, and that should be coming out in the next couple weeks. I know we keep delaying it, but you know, it's a weird time where everybody's sick and everybody's getting death diseases, but it's created this weird effect where most people feel like there's not anything happening, but the editors are all drowning. So we're, um, cause it's, it's backed up and all piled into one area of time. So I think that's really the only thing that's affected it. How have you guys noticed it affecting work with Throne of Dice. We never recorded in person, so I mean that hasn't changed. Yeah. I'm mostly just I don't know. It's mostly yeah, it's mostly just working around people being sick and and people's like mental health, you know, which is a really important thing to to keep an eye on, especially right now, because it's so difficult when you're unable to go and spend time with people you love and and now with more restrictions, you know, it's 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 really important to keep track of your mental health and and those around you. So it's good yeah. to take breaks when you need them. I definitely think it's been more frustrating just working with the people on Throne of Dice instead of being able to just be friends and hang out together because we did start this all out of friendship and not seeing my sister as much or not seeing uh, Jess as much or not seeing Sam as much because those are the, all the people that are on here that live in the same area that I can go see and it's it's been frustrating not being able to have that friendship interaction um, and just doing work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same for everybody else but uh, Jess, do you have anything to add? It's definitely Definitely led to a very interesting experience going into this whole podcast thing. I never really knew what to expect, um, but it's it's just been very interesting learning how to cope with everything that's going on in the world and how it's affecting the podcast. I couldn't even give you specific examples because it's just an overall everyday feeling because it's everywhere you see. 
I don't know. And it's it's hard being like the people that are trying to provide the escape from COVID when you're also suffering from the effects of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jackie, how are you feeling about it? I, I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere, so... And I don't see people because people... So honestly, I haven't really noticed a difference. Like, I notice a difference at work, but it's just like at home and start doing this kind of stuff. Well, then other than Justin getting COVID and having to delay labyrinths, like it hasn't affected me really at all. I guess I'm one of the lucky ones that way, but that's just part of living in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no people around, there's nothing here to really be affected by it. That's entirely fair. I think also, I think one thing I'm learning is that with more people using the internet again because they're all laid off, that's probably part of the reason why your internet is so shitty and why you're so boxy with the voice because mm-hmm. that affects it too. Oh no, my internet is so shitty. My internet is so shitty because my neighbors downstairs are using the same internet that I'm using and I'm in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, that'll do it too. <laughs> um, I actually did come up with an example. My, I'm going to get a little personal. My mental health has been affected a little bit in regards to that I'm behind on the work that I need to be doing on Myers Manor because I'm just so drained all the time because all you read everywhere is this sad news and you are so isolated you don't have the opportunity to visit the people that you care about who usually are there to help you feel better in situations like this and it just it brings a certain level of challenge and it's affected that yeah that's that's entirely fair i think um this uh, i'm in this weird place where i'm laid off from my job but i have so much work to do that i'm not getting paid for that it's like I, it, it's like this avalanche and i don't have that escape from it, it's like that my life used to balance itself out and now there's no balance yeah absolutely that's exactly it actually because like i have no problem working i don't i don't have any problem working most of my time but when it's the same work over and over and over again with no reprieve to the other kind of work that i did I find myself in this like endless cycle of just doing the motions and doing things over and over again instead of finding myself challenged and entertained in a way that allows me to relax from one stress by switching into a different one that's not as stressful or vice versa. I don't know. I thrive on stress. I love stress. As long as I can divvy it up into different places where I can switch what's going on so I'm not thinking about one thing and think about a different thing. I don't know. I'm missing I'm missing my balance. Uh, very, very valid point. That's actually perfect balance. The balance is missing. Yes. Because normally it's fine working from home, but sometimes you still need to escape from your home and you can't do that right now yeah so i think the things that have been affecting us most the most in terms of covid in our production is just our mental health and just the couple people that have gotten sick otherwise i don't think it's really affected us because we're a podcast no and we never recorded with each other anyway because Mm -hmm. jackie's in the mountains and everyone has other things to be doing so and some of our people are in the states and yeah yeah. To move on to other questions that'll make us happier. <laughs> that um, are less sad. Yeah, that are less sad yeah. and less stressful. Because, like I said, we're trying to escape from the world of reality. Sad. Side note, please give Relic of the Past a look and give them a shout out because they're wonderful. And they're wonderful to interact with. They're wonderful people. 
I've had a great time getting to know them as friends. The next question is, has this campaign given you any ideas for future characters? Catalosa? Yeah, has it given you any ideas for future campaigns or characters or what have you? Oh yes, absolutely. So many ideas. Because of all of the different things that we do, uh, it kind of forces me in a way to be creative, but I love it because it challenges me. And the way that I play D&D is I create the character and then like I try to play them as true to that character could possibly be. And it's just a really neat challenge that it gives me. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, do you have more to add to that? No. I think that's a great thing. Um, I will provide my opinion last. I'm going to switch to Jackie so that she has a chance. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is my first campaign. So when I first getting in, I didn't really know much more than uh, like basic RPG builds. So getting into this, it was like, I like fighter types. That's really all I know. Rogue and Paladin mostly. But uh, I, I'd actually really like to try a bard the next camp, the next big campaign. I think. I think that's what I'm going to be going for. Just because it feels like something a little different. It's getting a bit closer to the magic side so I can start kind of maybe working my way up towards that kind of stuff. But it's not like full-blown sorcerer or cleric where I just feel really overwhelmed. Fair. I, I have a few ideas. Interesting. Jenna, how about you? Oh man, I make characters so weird. I don't know. Like, I don't really think about characters for a very long time i usually end up just looking at what are what is the race i want to play what is the class i want to play do they make sense no wonderful perfect because tabaxi and cleric makes no sense (laughs) at all um made a minotaur bard that y'all are gonna meet that makes no sense but i'm excited about it it's gonna be hilarious (laughs) i just i don't know and then i look for names and as soon as i get a name i usually am like yep this is it this is gonna be hilarious and super stupid and that's all that i really go for when i make a character it's just something that's really funny that makes people laugh mostly me and it's just kind of just silly so i think i think you can tell jen and i are related because i'm the same way (laughs) i I, like characters because i don't like characters that personally i don't like to play characters that are super in the box of like always you know you are playing and I know I'm playing a barbarian fighter in Labyrinth, but I mean, I I was really wanting to play a barbarian, and I was really wanting to play a fighter, so I so I just went with it. <laughs> Bar- sorry, a Goliath fighter. That was something that I just decided I wanted to do. But usually, I like just being weird stuff that I've never been before, and like without the usual backstory. Yeah, I kind of- like the usual thing that people would mix with things. I don't know. I kind of I kind of come from the same place where I'm like. I want a character that's entertaining and fun and weird. But a lot of the time, I think I start from a place of, okay, what's the class I want to play? Why would I have this class? What's the backstory? And then I'll pick the race. And it's this weird, why why would I be this class is the way that I would jump into things because then I get some weird amalgamations of stuff. Alternatively, for Poison Dice, I knew I wanted to be a uh, shifter. So I started from a different place there, but I don't know. A lot of my characters start off in the class and then I usually figure them out when I know what is needed from the campaign. And I try to find characters that are really exciting and weird and different and have interesting stories because if I find them interesting, then people are going to find them interesting. And I don't like... 
I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time being like, oh, yeah, I have a character that I want for this other campaign. I think the only one that I have planned is for our next major campaign, I want to be a half merfolk. I want to take the uh, the race that I created and be it because I think that would be neat as long as the next Dungeon Master is okay with me doing that. Cause I just like in that. the next campaign campaign? Yeah, like I want to be... I want to try my own homebrew creation and see how it works. Fair. Because I think I did a lot of thinking about it, and I think it is a definitely a playable character, a playable race. Nice. So yeah, that's a that's that's like the only thing I have planned for future campaigns. I think I don't really have. I, I kind of do it when the campaign comes along because I want to make sure that it fits with a uh, thing. I think the only one of us that I know for sure had their character created before they ever played was Jackie with Fluffles. Yeah, pretty much. That was. 10 years in the making with that one. And I'm very honored that he got to play in Catalyssa. So am I. I think of all campaigns he could have been a part of, like listening to others, as amazing as other campaigns are, and just kind of like hearing other people's stories about playing D&D campaigns. I think Catalyssa is probably the best one Fluffles could become a part of just because of what he just because of what he has the chance to do. How like, he has the chance to develop. Yeah, I think part of that too is just like us becoming coming together and creating him together. And it wasn't just us on a whim being like, Oh yeah, he's just in the campaign. We took a lot of time to develop his backstory and to develop who he is together. And I think that was part of it. Why he fits so well into this campaign. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%, um, yeah. Is there anything anybody else would like to add to this discussion? Not me. No, not me today. It's just beautiful listening to this wonderful best friend conversation. <laughs> Clear you guys love each other. I love you all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I do. I swear I do. I <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it with the shit coming up in Catalosa, but I love you all and I don't want you to forget that while I ruin your lives. <laughs> wow, when you say it like that. <laughs> you didn't say it like that. <laughs> I feel so bad, but also good storytelling. Don't lie. Don't feel bad for it. I mean, feel fun. bad for it because it's horrible, but like it's also a lot of fun. So don't feel like too bad. <laughs> I don't like comedy. Well, I love a good emotional roller coaster when it comes to storytelling and some spoilers and everything. And, like. <laughs> so good and i don't know how that's a spoiler because it's already very very emotional like this whole that's game true. is emotional it's true yeah if you've been listening to the after hours series you've only got a small taste of what's to come we've already recorded a little bit of chapter three and like damn and i have to talk about stuff that happened and i don't even remember what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah chapter two is i'll recap it before we get into theories but uh yeah chapter one and chapter two were like the baby steps and chapter three you get into the real meat of how terrible this world is the meat uh, the meat the meat. You were just like cutting hair before. <laughs> this world is world, man. But it's going to be such a beautiful story, I swear. There's lots of things to be said about the world you've created, Keisha. Uh, yeah, all of it's kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not all of it. Not all of it. Just, like, the one parts, and then the other parts, and then like a couple other parts. And I think Catalosa has a nice balance of things. There's a lot of good. It could be. And there's that. a lot of sad. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of angry. Sad. <laughs> we got the whole spectrum here. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, last question before we dive into your questions for me. Who would play your characters in the live action films? Me. If you couldn't have you, you couldn't have you, who would you have? My, uh, my, my clone. 
<laughs> I wouldn't pass up that opportunity. Let's be fucking real. I know you wouldn't. If a famous person could play your character that wasn't you or your oh, clone, who would it be? Um, it would be, have to be Jim Carrey, for sure. Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, maybe, um, hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to give an actual answer, I have to think about it because I'm okay with Jim Carrey playing Odd Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> He's very I'm funny. sorry. That's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I'm going to lock that answer in. Okay. I'll take Jim Carrey for 500. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jim Carrey is on Carrey, yeah. If you're listening, Jim Carrey, we love you. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, still have to, you still have to go through me. I'll let you play the role if I don't want the role, but I don't know. Got it. Straight up, though, I still want whatever your act- answers end up being, and I'll answer for Tika and Rowan, but whatever your answers end up being, I want fan art of this one day. Oh, God. Yes. Jim Carrey as Oddbell? <laughs> in, in a group of whoever you guys choose. <laughs> um... <laughs> Jackie, who are you choosing? Oh, Lord. Um, I'm thinking either... See, I have a few favorites. This is my issue. But I think the one that could do him the best, especially because Fluffles is Scottish, Gerard Butler. <gasps> yes. 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 I would love to be in a movie with him. <laughs> right? And I just... I would keep so honored if Gerard Butler played my character. I would be like, ah, I'm gonna fangirl, but also thank you. He'd be perfect. What the hell? I, I'm a faces person. I had to look him up. That definitely, he would be perfect for Fluffles. God, he really would be the perfect Fluffles. Seriously, though, he would be amazing. <laughs> God damn, that's perfect. Why do I want Torrook to be Ryan Reynolds? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, good lord. Oh, god. I think for Azura, just because when Emma, I would choose Emma Watson, and I know that's kind of like a. Love. Oh. It, I I love her. I think she would do a perfect job because when she plays a role, she dives so well into it that I think she would bring out the true nature of Azura, who... She'd just be perfect. She'd do such a good job. I think something that I really enjoy about Azura is the fact that she's so multi multifaceted. She mm-hmm. was very shy to start with, and I just can tell that she's going to get more. I, I, I just don't know what I can say, but I just feel like she's going to get more and more open and, and comfortable with everybody, which oh, I yeah. think is just so fun. And I think it's so, it comes down to like a really very dynamic character, which I really enjoy playing with. So awesome. Loki yeah, her. Uh, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Oh, shit. God, hang on. I have to do a Google. Oh, fuck. Actually, yes. That's perfect. That good choice. Yeah. Who would I pick for Tikka? Oh, God. Tikka's so hard. Why do I want to pick the guy who played Golem? <laughs> 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 or, um... I want to pick... That's if Tika could actually talk, but I would have the... What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Josh Gad. <gasps> I love Fuck. Gad. Thank God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Rowan, who would Rowan be? Oh, that's a hard Ooh. choice. I... Oh, oh, oh. Um, can I give a suggestion? I feel really bad now that I can't remember his name. Can I give a suggestion, Keisha? I I have a suggestion, but what what are you thinking? Well, you said Rowan's whole thing is that he's supposed to be this big, burly, Viking-style type dude, right? Yeah. Jason Momoa. Not John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> I was thinking Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh, let me take a look. You know who I'm thinking. Oh, shit. Yeah, that I'm could work. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't want to pr- mispronounce this dude's name, but Alexander Skazard. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Hold up, let me see. He's like as Viking as you can get with long hair. No, you know who I want as uh, Toruk? His brother, <gasps> who played uh, Loki in Vikings. I was thinking him or James McAvoy, because James McAvoy plays an absolutely amazing, insane person. True. Oh my gosh, he is so but I fell good. in love with his portrayal of Loki and his portrayal of Merlin in The Cursed. That's true. He was really good. He did a great job. I don't think I want Alexander Skarsgård, honestly. I Henry Cavill, I mean, that Henry, worked. Henry Cavill. Uh, Gustav Skarsgård is the guy I'm thinking of uh, for Torok. But also Ryan Reynolds, it would be so funny. <laughs> it really would be. But no, I think I would ultimately choose Gustav Skarsgård because I know the Ryan Reynolds choice is just because I want Ryan Reynolds in the show for no reason. <laughs> he can play Dante. Oh, I was thinking... perfect. That's exactly why I was thinking Ryan Reynolds would be a good fit, would be for Dante. I mean, then... I guess we can't really put that in. Actually, you know what? If you want to know what that is, go check out our Patreon on after hours yeah whoop, whoop. yeah yeah but uh, keisha i was thinking if taruk was played by ryan reynolds rowan would have to be hugh jackman yeah <laughs> fucking, oh my god hugh jackman's getting a little old to play uh a 29 year old tiefling though yeah but okay but he could totally make it work if he fucking wanted to he definitely could switch that out with with zach efron oh because mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i saw them next to each other in The Greatest Showman and was like, oh, oof, oof. So good. So good. But I think I'd ultimately choose Henry Cavill. I think that's a great choice. Because that's, that's <laughs> who I envisioned when I, like, created the character anyways. Really? Yeah. Good inspo choice. Yeah. <laughs> Azura would be into that. I'm into that. Great choice. <laughs> I don't know who would be Lashen, though. You oh. said Lashen's supposed to be old, right? He's, like, an older, wiser... He's he's about 500, so he'd be the equivalent of about 45 to 50 in human years. Maybe 60. He's not super old. He's getting up there. His hair is graying. But it's mostly black and long. Hmm. No, we should get the guy who played Lucian in uh, Harry Potter and just put on a black wig instead of a white one. <laughs> God. Then you'd have Lashen. Lashen has black hair? Yeah. Hmm. That can be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. Oh, God. <laughs> or Johnny Hugh Depp. Jackman really long black hair. Johnny Depp would be a good choice. Or not Johnny yes. Depp. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Oh, God. Johnny Depp, I feel like I'd ha- I have a future character kind of thought out for him that he would be better for that you're not going to meet until you have another mission somewhere else. Oh. Oh, Lashen oh, could be played by, oh, what's his name? What's he in? He's in a lot, to be honest. I'm going to send you a picture because I can't remember his name. It's really bad because he's a pretty decent actor. Who is it? Um... <gasps> oh, him! Oh, that's why is it not hitting Dennis me? Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Isn't that Tom Ford? No, Dennis Quaid. That, that looks like Lawson, yeah. Yeah, that could make a pretty good Lawson. I could see well, it. Like, you just think of like all the like the serious but somewhat like funny tone that he's always taken and he's always like this kind of dad figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's very charming and Lashen is very, very charming. Yeah. So that it, he would be so perfect. Watch, watch. We're gonna get big eventually, maybe one day, and then some some of these celebrities are gonna be like, Oh dang, let's actually do this. <laughs> That's the dream. Straight up, though, I just put on the bird costume in Bitika. <laughs> no, actually, I'd have to play Sheila. 
guys. You I would. Totally take a, no, Nobody I else could do Sheila right. I You'd have, have you to be who, Sheila. You know who has to do Tika? Who? Samuel Jackson. Oh my god. <gasps> yes. Yes. Yes, he does. Oh god. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> Oddbell. <laughs> I don't know if I want to push for Jenna to be Oddbell or if I want to push for Jim Carrey just for this amalgamation of bullshit that this is. <laughs> It'll be me. Jim Carrey will have to take it, take this role out of my cold, dead, bloody hands. Jim Carrey can be your brother. Jim I came into this world kicking and screaming, and by God, I will go out the same mm-hmm. way. We'll have Jim Carrey be her dad. I love it. Perfect. Or I'll find a way to bring Jim Carrey's character, like personality into a character so that he can be in the movie just for the fucking shits and giggles. Do it. Yeah. I would love to see a Jim Carrey-esque what character. If- <laughs> How awkward if Jim Carrey ended up getting the role of a Taran. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Ruin Jenna's life. Kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. Okay, so um... Are there any questions that you ladies have for me? You don't have to put this one in, but how do you feel about what you've done? Up until the end of chapter two? Pretty good. (laughs) I'll ask again at the end of chapter three, Keisha, and I expect (laughs) honesty. (laughs) I expect honesty. (laughs) Um, But in reality, yeah. How do you feel about what you've done in chapter two? Um, chapter two was this nice little lull where it wasn't like filled with stress. You guys were running from anything. So it was this like really nice lull to get your characters a little bit more solidified into the world and get them a part of the order and stuff. So I had a lot of fun with you guys just getting things, getting this um, base area prepped for you. I had a lot of fun doing that. Awesome. Any other questions? So you have been planning Catalosa forever. What was your, what was the thing that made you want to write this story? What made you want to create this world? What was your inspiration? Um, honestly, I can't remember. It started so long ago. I, um, I was inspired by the idea of writing a story with friends where I like didn't have to do it all on my own and spend hours and hours in front of a computer typing. And I wanted to do this a story where that was super huge and super complex and filled with real characters because that was something I noticed that a lot of D&D campaigns don't necessarily have as characters with depth and I wanted to explore explore a I wanted to explore a style of hero where the entire world is against them and every choice they make matters every choice they choose leads them down a path and it might not be the one where they succeed but they have every opportunity to succeed if they want to and i was inspired to revisit the concepts after i'd forgotten when when actually the uh the george floyd murder happened and i was inspired because i knew that my voice didn't necessarily matter much as a white woman i i don't know the struggles of the black populace and even the the first nations populace in canada and And I wanted to lend a voice that said in a creative and artistic way and the best way possible to support people in seeing real change to have a story where we combated prejudice and where we combated it in in a more visceral way than I think a lot of people actually experience on a day to day. I don't think a lot of people truly get to experience the awful 
reality of racism and I don't think they get to experience how truly terrible that is so going through and trying to experience that and bring that in a creative way so that other people might be able to understand it better through a creative medium was something that really pushed me to want to bring it back out of the dark and I wanted to be able to lend a voice that might help make a difference in the future. Nice. I like that. I really like that. I also wanted it to be an avenue for us to be able to talk about really hard subjects, which people will start finding out in chapter three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have to say, back on your com- comment about, what did you say? You said that you really wanted characters with depth, and I really like the fact, because I find that mo- lots of characters, lots of podcasts, sorry, they wait a really long time until you get lots of depth with characters. And I like the fact that we do the after hours episodes and we're able to like go back and, and talk and people can understand kind of why our characters would make certain decisions and, and why things matter to us. Like I, I think that that is such a special and unique thing. And I really enjoy the fact that I get to not only explore my character more, but because of that, being able to really understand the motivations and where they're coming from in a way that isn't just like, well, I would think that they would do this, where it's like, this is totally the way that she would. This is 100%. If Odd Bell was a real person or a real anything, this is what she would do, 100%. And I like that. I like being able and people understanding why we're doing things and what we're doing. I think it it's really special. I have definitely loved creating these characters with you guys and helping you guys build them into real people and giving them real issues to struggle with when making decisions in the future. I think that has been one of the most fun things about doing the main campaign is learn is knowing all of this backstory and being able to implement that into the main plot threads and have it affect the main plot as well yeah to be honest after hours is i mean i love all of it so don't miss misinterpret what i'm gonna say but um like i love everything that we're doing but some of my most favorite moments are when keisha texts me out of the blue and she's like jess i have an idea for an after hours when are you free and i'm like oh girl what are you gonna do to me now (laughs) god there is a subplot with some people that oh my god i'm so excited to share but you can do it on patreon like this is like the stuff that jess and i came up with in the last like couple weeks completely affects the whole story going forward well not the whole story but there's a major plot addition with what we did in the last couple weeks and i'm really excited for us to be able to drop that plot point for you because man it is probably the happiest storyline we have right now but also just wonderful it is a wonderful storyline and i'm so excited to explore it me too and i'm so excited to see what you guys think of it when it all comes out oh Jackie's uh, Jackie's got a couple happy storylines too, but hers her plot is so her plot points are so far off from us being able to drop them and part of me wants to drop them early and I realize that that's a bad idea but part of me is like I'm so excited though seriously sometimes I just want to like in the campaign it's just like okay you guys need to know the truth fuck I just I want to say this because I want the information out because I'm so excited to see everybody's reaction but I also know that if I drop it too early it will it won't build up the importance 
to have the reaction that I want. Yeah. So it's been like, while I love these after hours episodes, it's been this walking this line of where do we let the secrets go? Where do we drop the ball on something? Where do I let this plot point fall so you guys can pick up the trail and fix it? Because I mean, we start doing that in chapter three. It, chapter one and two were a lot of build up, as it is with a lot of novels. So I'm not surprised that it took this long for us to actually start dropping major plot points. But and, and going forward, we're going to start dropping those balls. You're going to start seeing a lot more heavy after hours specials. Like you thought, you thought Odd Bell and Ataran were fucking heavy. Just you wait other shit's happening and but who's a tarin i guess we'll find out if we listen to the after hours yes you will find out if you <laughs> jenna just keeps plugging it she's like listen to my story <laughs> but yeah seriously it's it's really worth listening to i know you guys got a sneak peek with azura's uh hide and seek episode but there's some heavy shit happening in after hours and honestly i'm i'm so pumped to be able to start dropping more of those for you guys mm-hmm. any other questions jackie do you have any questions is there any Anything, how do I put this? Is there anything that you would go back and change so far? Ooh, I don't know because every misstep that we've had, I build it into the plot and make it make sense. Like, low key, not quite spoiler, there's a reason why Rowan is a bad roller now. There's a reason why he's not great. And you guys will find that out in the plot. I've made that make sense. There's, uh, so far, there's nothing that I regret. I think there's, I, the problem is, I know you girls so well that a lot of the time I can anticipate what you're going to do. So I don't <laughs> I don't have a lot of instances where you guys really surprise me yet and I'm expecting that to happen in the future for sure. I I don't regret anything. I don't I think the only thing I regret is not knowing how to edit at the beginning cuz now I have to re-edit everything. <laughs> it's so much work. Ooh, but those re-releases are going to be so good, Keisha. I know. And you guys are probably have already listened to them because they were released the same week this was released, but Fuck me. So much work. As we're recording this, I'm still in the middle of it. I think that's the only thing I regret is not being better at editing. Well, y'all gotta start somewhere. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, okay, so what about the theories? At the end of chapter two, because we can't talk about any theories that were formulated afterwards, what do you guys think is happening in the campaign so far? And can you guys suss out anything? Keep in mind that there are some things you guys have to keep from each other, so don't spoil it for each- yourself but what can you suss out that you don't think that that, that, that is safe for you to suss out? Do Feel you free think to lie you to can each other too. <laughs> the shenanigans that happened at the in chapter two. It's been a while. So um, I'll recap what's happened. So the very beginning, Jackie, so Fluffles and Oddbell were captured in the in the prison of Evadilo. They got sentenced to death and, well, Fluffles was sentenced to slavery. They went on a death caravan. They got rescued by a gang of people working for the Order of the Fallen and made their way through the wilderness, through Glenfell, where they met Azura. During their time in uh, Glenfell, they were assaulted by some necromancy and were promptly terrified and immediately left the area with their prisoner, Cerulea. Through the caverns away from Glenfell on their way to Zythern, they also came across a little Eladrin boy who was surrounded by some death dogs and they fought those, were able to secure the child, but not before his parents were murdered. They found that his parents murdered. They did away with the bodies, found a chest full of rare, rare items, including a pendant of a planar travel, a arm blade, arm rapier, and a staff of flowers, which Oddbell used to try and make friends with Cerulea. On their way through Zythern, they met a seer named uh, Melby, and Melby showed them a vision of 
the future. Initially, she tried to tell them that everything would be okay if they were friends and they stuck together. And then the Mel, then Melby's vision was ta- overtaken by the Keeper and Taruk, and she said to them that they would ultimately become just like him and take over the world with the power of death. And they would be taken over by the Keeper, just like Toruk was. Coming out of the vision, Oddbell said that was bullshit. Melby Hell lost yeah. eyesight, and everybody went back to their rooms shell-shocked. The following morning, they left with their prisoner up through the caverns towards the Order of the Fallen. And upon reaching the Dead Pine Forest, they met Calypso. When they met Calypso, they went across the water and in separate boats and Rowan, Tikka, Azura, Oddbell, and Fluffles McTavish got sucked through a portal and met the Titan god Tiamat, while the rest of their friends thought that they were just fighting an illusion. Tiamat takes Oddbell under her wing and they step out onto the shore of the Order of the Fallen. They make their way into the main gates and keep Tiamat a secret the rest of their time there. They sit around and have a story from Fluffles where he talks about a history of the Fat Palace where uh, it used to be a peaceful world and until King Bathany and King Canciello had this war thing happen and everything went to shit and it's been a cycle of every 300 years everything sucks and they're coming up around the same time that it would be happening in this day and age the uh they get taken into Lashen's office introduced to the head of the order is Lashen um he tells them about things they tell him about necromancy uh Oddbell fails her deception check Lashen says neat and then promptly gives her anxiety for the next two weeks uh they go to their bunk after a bunch of shenanigans in which he stops wanting to deal with you guys and they take their bedrooms they meet sheila the next day figuring out what they're gonna do uh odd bell decided to specialize in animal handling as a craft azura decided to specialize in cartography and fluffles decided to uh specialize in painting and then they went off and did their they did their practicing azura got better at jumping and dodging fluffles got better at sneaking and oddbell met her pet snake slash familiar uh Talaif. they get back into the room Talaif tries to eat the bird he gets scolded and then they go to dinner in their last night there and Lashin, instead of making announcements like he usually does he comes straight to the table tells them that they need to go to a meeting and they promptly follow him back to his chambers after they're done eating he tells them that something has happened in the small town of Toth just outside the wilderness. Oddbell questions it saying why should we fight for people that just want us dead and Lashen says sometimes we need to do the most dangerous thing in order to survive referencing when he found out that Oddbell used necromancy and it went right over Jenna's head she failed her real life self really? check. Yep. Um, wow. Clever. You're clever. And then uh, you guys get ready. Uh, at one point you guys uh, judge Rowan and Azura for getting a little too flirty and he lets it slip that they already did the do and it sends Oddbell into a spiral. Lashing gets frustrated and sends you guys off to go get ready for your mission and that's where chapter two ends. Oof. How do I remember that you might ask? I've been editing. <laughs> And so and the question is what what are our theories up until this point in the story? Mm. I'm probably gonna cut that all down and make that the intro for chapter three because fuck am I gonna go through all of that and yeah. find okay. clips? <laughs> Man, I never know with you because you're always all over the place. And I mean you're all over the place to me because I have no idea where you're going. But <laughs> I man, to be like it's just gonna be you go ahead, Jenna. 
I thought you were done. That's why I started. Oh, um, I just think that it's going to be like a roller coaster. Like I'm never going to like, there's just going to be so many twists and turns and so many emotions and so many feelings and so many things happening that I'm never going to know what the fuck is going on. So I really don't, I don't have any, I don't have any theories because you, every time I think something's going to go one way, you're like, <laughs> bitch, never mind. <laughs> so I was like, yoink, we're just going to turn left. And I was like, oh, well, I thought we were going right. And you're like, <laughs> nope. Every time. <laughs> So I, I really have no idea. And to be completely honest, Keisha, I was going to say pretty much the exact same thing. I am honestly not one to theorize in anything that I watch. I just sit and enjoy the content as it is. I don't know. I just kind of try to appreciate it as it was created rather than try to theorize about how it could be because I know if my theories don't come true I'm just going to be disappointed and I'm like you know what I'll just enjoy it for what it is and so I'm just here for the ride and it's been amazing so far and Jenna is very much on the ball where I think it's going to be a roller coaster and we're never really going to know what's coming next and I'm so excited for that Jackie, do you have any theories? I know you know uh, more than most of the than the other two. Yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to know what to say. That's also part of it. Is you just like I know that there are things I know that you guys don't know, and I don't want to talk about my theories because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. I, I don't know. I don't know if I a hundred percent trust you and your plans with Lashin. Okay. There, there's just something that kind of irks me about the character, and it's like, uh, there's something else going on there, and I don't know what it is yet, so I don't trust it. Okay. Yeah, he does seem, like, way too nice. Or, like, he just seems like he has secrets. Don't you know this whole campaign has secrets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. What else can I say? It's funny, because you all want to be buddy-buddy with him, too. You're Like, all of your characters are like, oh, Lashin's so great. <laughs> he hasn't done anything to Odd Bell to really make her feel untrustworthy, except for the fact that he hired Sheila because why <laughs> she's a great cook <laughs> what the f- I can't I know she's helping right. in the war effort well you know she could end the war with her face so she do that. <laughs> one of the theories that I've heard since uh, releasing the last gal chat is that Sheila's the bad guy <laughs> oh, 100% she is the bad guy in some ways but not in the ways you're thinking <laughs> she's just she's just That's- your deep demon she's not the demon of the campaign she's just yours personal i was gonna say i think i think sheila just exists i don't think she's (laughs) she is our comedic relief (laughs) and that the comedy is that she makes you all so uncomfortable that you want to retch yep So, um, yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, Jackie, is there anything else that you, you're thinking of? I don't know. I'm also kind of paranoid at what your plans are for Murphy. I think that's the one, definitively, that's the one character I'm not going to touch. Oh, thank God. If for some reason I feel like he needs to be affected, I will warn you beforehand because I don't, like, I won't, I, I don't think I'll, I'll warn Jenna or Jess, but I'll warn you for sure. Because I don't Thank- think that that's fair to you. Rude. Thank oh. you, because that would, like, fuck Fluffles at this point, that would destroy me. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, and I, I will let you know that generally what's gonna happen. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but I will let you know. But I, at, at this point, I don't see me touching Murphy. Thank God. He was one of those happy plot threads that I wanted to implement. Thank you. Because I, I was like, it would be so cute. I just wanted to be cute. So cute. Kind of like Angus McDonald in the Adventure Zone. Just like this cute person that you have now. <laughs> 
I love it so much. Okay, okay well, that's just perfect. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna... I know it's hard to believe right now, but I'm anti-hurting children. It's <laughs> definitely not hard to believe that, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to make that known now in case it comes yeah. up later. Yeah, I don't in, think in anybody case, here agrees yeah. with that. Yeah. In case it comes up later, I'm against hurting children. <laughs> As am I. We're all against hurting children. Please keep this in mind. A hundred percent. Save all the children, please. Saving children. We're about saving children on this podcast. Very much about saving children. Yes. <laughs> and in Fluffle's case, burning down their captors. Which you'll but find out about later. That. Yes, you will learn about that. In my after hours episode. <laughs> yep. it'll prob- I think I think it'll be Fluffle's first after hours episode, to be honest. I think so. Too. I think so. Yeah. Because that's the one we talk about shittiness, but not shittiness. It's one of those bittersweet storylines. Yeah. But it explains Murphy. Yes, it does explain oh. Murphy. And how do you guys feel about the order? You know the Bureau of Balance and Taz? Yeah. That. You feel that? Yeah. <laughs> like me, I don't know. Like Jenna, I'm like, mm, you're gonna have some secrets and skeletons in your closet. I can tell. E- yeah, Jess is sitting here like, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what's gonna happen here. But Azura, because of what happened in chapter one during her downtime in between classes during the entirety of this chapter two, Azura has been reflecting a lot upon losing her home. As far as she knows, Glenfell mm-hmm. was taken over by the fog she doesn't know what's there anymore she just knows it's not safe to go back and so she's kind of had to try to come to terms with that in this downtime between classes in chapter two and i think she's kind of she has a hopeful hesitation towards the order she's like this could be my new place but i'm i'm a little hesitant about getting too comfy too fast and so she's just kind of she's hopeful but careful without spoiling the the plot thread for jenna just you can provide yes or no answers Mm -hmm. to this question jess and jackie based on what happened in the after hours that you two had together has that affected your view of the order um if you're listening from the future you'll understand the reference yes Um, For me, no. Just because of everything that we built in before the order. Oh, yeah, okay. I think Um, I was most interested in Jess because I know where you're talking about for that. I think that's probably where the hesitation comes in because she's kind of like, "Mm, okay, let's see what happens. Uh, This could work out, but let's just see what happens. Okay. Um, For those of you listening from the future, you will know what this is about. For those of you that don't know right now, there will be an After Hours episode containing both Jess and Jackie about an incident incident that happens in Chapter 2. So yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm and know what's going on yet. Yeah, and that's where that question comes from. I will disclaimer that at the beginning of that uh, after hours episode when it comes out, and I'll also disclaimer in the main campaign that that after hours is coming out and that it will reference back to this question. But yes, they have an in- incident together, and uh, it doesn't involve Odd Bell, and they don't tell Odd Bell about it. So that's why we haven't told Jenna. Ugh, always left out. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> You are not the only one who gets left out of things. Yeah. Everyone has secrets. 
oh yeah, you all have secrets from each other. And unless you guys have started gossiping, I don't think that you guys know any of them. Shh, guys, don't tell her. Don't tell her about the chat that doesn't have her in it. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I already know y'all have a chat that doesn't have me in it because I never talk in this chat. And if you guys, like, I never talk in our chat, so. We have a few chats that don't have you in it, mostly because we're also not going to put you on the exec team. Well, yeah, you guys have a thousand other things to do, and I, you know where I'm at, so. I think Oddbell will find out. Not the next time you guys are at the order, but the time after. I think that's a good time for that to happen. Unless you guys want to do it sooner, but she'll find out eventually. I think that'll probably be good. Are there any last questions for me? Do you have any other theories that you would like to let out in the open? Or are they all theories that you're waiting for the end of chapter three to talk about? Honestly, I'm waiting for chapter three. Yeah, because I have so much more to say about chapter three. Chapter three, I'm going to have so much shit to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I don't know if chapter three is going to end right after Toth. It will really depend on what happens. <sighs> oh, Keisha, are you thinking of doing the thing that we talked about? Everything will depend on what you decide after you get done with Toth. Okay. Let's do the thing I thought we should do, because that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> up. Thank God we you guys didn't do that thing. Thank God my mic was not muted for that one moment. I kept like toggling back and forth because there were moments where I was just like screaming and like laughing. I was just really glad that you accidentally <laughs> like your mic was on. You're like, oh no. <laughs> I was so glad you did that. I, I know uh, it didn't, but I was really happy that that happened. <laughs> I fucking, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, oh no. I am kind of glad that you weren't muted for that. Yeah, straight up. That's like the one moment where like, I'm hoping that I'm more aware of my mic in the future because when you guys fuck up like that, I don't want to inhibit real gameplay. Shit, we shouldn't have said anything, guys. <laughs> well, I also know that Jenna doesn't like it when I when I say things. When you say what things? Well, you don't like when I uh, when I warn you guys about things. I mostly just don't like it when you warn me because I because I, I I just I understand if other people do, but when I like I always feel like I still want to do the thing that you tell me not to do. So I'd rather just do it and suffer the consequences. But I will warn you: be careful where she who she puts it in front of, because one of these days I'm gonna be like. I, I've set up the world where necromancy is killed on site, and I'm gonna have to kill Oddbell. Oof. Yep. This this Oof. world is you've you've been, I've been really lenient because I don't want Oddbell to die. But if she does it in front of the wrong person, they're gonna attack her. Sure. That's that's the consequence. <sighs> well, there's always consequences, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Because I feel like I I've made it so that you're not aware. This world is terrible. This is my only warning. I'm not going to warn again. The chips will fall where they may, but I feel like I, I didn't make that as clear by being as lenient in the past. But now you guys are out in the real world, so I'm going to make it one last time, and then if you do it in front of the wrong person, I'm going to follow through with the consequences. Noted. You have friends now, so you probably won't die, but uh, they might be mad at you. My necromancy has saved these people's butts more than once, so... I'm sure the only time I'll be using necromancy again is to help a friend or to save lives. So I will probably end up standing by myself. Oh, you can stand by your decisions entirely. I'm just, this is my, uh, my decisions have consequences, which is completely fair. Yeah. For the sake of somewhat storytelling, I feel like I did have to give this one last warning about it because, uh, I don't think I've made it very clear that that's the result. Um, and I was listening back to the, uh, to the intro of episode one because I had to listen to it so many times while I was editing. And I was I actually say in the intro that uh, if you're found using necromancy, even in the wilderness, you'll be killed on sight. And I did not follow through with that. And I'm like, oh, 
We're going to have to follow through with that now. I should at least warn her so she doesn't just like, why did I get insta-killed? That's fair. Thank you everybody for coming back to another episode of Gal Chat. We have enjoyed every second of talking about this with you guys and we look forward to the end of episode three. We've already been halfway through that chapter or uh, of uh, Catalosa. And can I tell you shenanigans and we are dying to do another Gal Chat about it because there are some things that need to be... Aired out. There's oh some God is there <laughs> that need to be talked about. There are words that need to be had, <laughs> and it's not even like, done how, yet. How dare you? <laughs> We're not even finished the chapter yet, and they're already telling me how dare I. So that should give you some sort of sense on what's happening and what you're in for. So. As always, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. And please feel free to share with your friends, interact with us on Twitter, and uh, check out our After Hours series. Just do it. It's beautiful content. It's wonderful. It's absolutely worth it. It gives you so, so, so much more insight into our characters. And there's so much content. stories that need to be told. (laughs) It's cheap, and it's good stories, and we're hilarious, even there. Funnier, even. We're funnier. That's a that's a tall order to say, Jenna. <laughs> hey, well, I I don't know. I only know me, and I I don't know. I I think I'm funny in general, but you are. let's let's uh, let's take that more funny uh, and switch it to more genuine. I mean, we're genuine everywhere, but it gets down into the nitty gritty in it those does. after hours. You have the opportunity to sit back and listen to these girls before they even met each other on the show and see who they were before and you might actually try kind of figure out what's actually happening in the main campaign if you get some of these tidbits secrets when i release secrets in the main campaign you don't get everything that you get with after hours after hours tells you why (laughs) so we have five episodes of after hours out one of them was public a public release the other four that are out currently are they're really really good and they explain some moments that happened in the main campaign that were subtle Ooh, one thing that we have to deal with that we didn't deal with is uh azura and Oddbell, who realized that they kind of recognized each other from that one night we didn't actually deal with that in the main campaign Oh, yeah, we definitely need to explore that, Jenna, and I have some ideas. I'll DM you, because, boom, it'll be a surprise for you, too, Keisha. This is my fuck you back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, feel free. Just let me know the direction you want to go, and we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I don't talk know. talk about it. Unless you guys, well, you guys, it's not going to be an after hour, so I don't have to plan it with you guys. But if you guys want to drop it in the main campaign at some point, go for it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have yourselves a great whatever time of day you're listening to this and we will see you guys in gal chat next time we hope you enjoy chapter three as much as we are even though it's terrible <laughs> love you scouts bye guys bye bye, bye.